Hey everyone, before we get into the episode, I want to give a quick thanks to a sponsor of this show, Liquid IV. As you know, recently we're all trying to get in better shape and better health, whether that's hydration, working out, eating better. So I started using Liquid IV because it's a category-winning category hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is one of the best products you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, or after a long night out, if you know what I mean. But the things I would say I love about Liquid IV are its convenient packaging, how it makes me feel on a daily basis, the flavors, and how just one packet, I can feel great for the whole rest of the day. My favorite flavors are strawberry lemonade, guava, acai berry, and then probably tropical punch. But as I was saying, one stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of tra traditional sports drinks, like some other companies that we're not going to mention this ad read. And it's also non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV partners with the leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their waters and their futures. So, get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code POPCORNPOD at checkout. Again, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using our promo code POPCORNPOD at liquidiv.com. Ready to shop Better Hydration? Use my link. Again, it is POPCORNPOD, P-O-P-C-O-R-N-P-O-D to save 20% off anything you order. Thanks to Liquid IV, and let's get started on this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 101 of the Popcorn Podcast. I'm Tommy Cresta, alongside me, Ryan Ferran, and today we're here to do a spoiler-free slash spoiler review of DC's newest film, The Flash, directed by Andy Muschietti, starring Ezra Miller, Sasha Cali, Michael Shannon, and Ben Affleck. Oh, wait, and Michael Keaton. But, um, yeah, this, uh, well, before we get into that, Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I was playing some MLB The Show when you started the recording, and um, I was hoping to hit a home run with Jordan Alvarez, but I, I struck out on a pitch that was, I, honestly, it, it was a fastball up in the stratosphere that I just, I completely whiffed at. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Was it as bad as when you were like, guys, I'm holding, I'm holding. No, it was worse. <laughs> okay. It was, it was um, worse. Guys, I'm holding. Dude, that... <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you throw someone into an all-star ranked game against Bob Gibson. Against Bob Gibson, terrible. But um, yeah, we're here to talk about the Flash, which me and Ryan got to go to an early screening of. And uh, right off the bat, everyone knows how I felt about this movie. I was super excited for for it to come out. I was super excited about the early reviews for what all the people were saying about it, and uh, didn't land. Did not no. land for me, which I think Ryan realized in the first 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> that I was going to have a really bad time. As soon as the uh, the old lasso of truth comes out. I no, it was before that. that. It was as soon as the baby in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they showed the CGI, it was like, oh, boy. Because I was saying, long, too, but my main complaint was like, you kept saying, oh, these trailers look good. And I'm like, the CGI looks god awful. You kept saying, oh, it's just a trailer. They can keep working on it. It didn't look like they kept working on it. <laughs> no, it, it didn't look good. like they kept working on it. No. Oh, yeah, God, but I dude. think uh, you 
did not enjoy this movie at all. I think I liked it a bit more than you. So, not by much, though. I still didn't have a great time watching this. I was still pretty upset. But I think you being as big of a fan as you are of this whole DCEU thing, you took this much worse than I did because you felt more strongly about it going in and I had zero hope for this movie going in. So I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than you, but just because of how much you wanted it to be good, how much you were disappointed. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't fun. And my uh, my dad's seeing it tomorrow. He's going to have an awful time watching that movie. He might have a worse time than I did. No, I think so. Just from the For ending. those who don't know, uh, my dad was on the podcast very early on in the show. My dad is a diehard DCEU fan. He's a huge Zack Snyder guy. My dad, my dad loves DC much more than Marvel. He's very similar to me in that. And not that we don't like Marvel, but DC's just always been like our favorite because Batman, we love Robin, we love Superman, we love all those characters. So going into this movie and the way that everyone was talking about, like it. It brings together everything DC has ever done. Like it, it wraps it all together really nicely. It resets the universe. There's all this stuff, and it, and they were like, "Oh, it pays homage to Zack Snyder's Justice League." That paid zero homage to Zack Snyder's Justice League. That paid homage to the Justice League, if anything. Yeah, I, I just I can't understand what they were talking about when they said those things. When they said the thing about how it it feels like it's the last part of. Zack Snyder's DCEU, it it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. I, I honestly don't know. Maybe just like the way it was lit in the beginning, because it had that same kind of like kind of watched out grayish tone to it that I feel like the Snyder movies often had. But after that, it was nothing like the Snyder movies until you get to like the final. This isn't a spoiler yet, but, you know, you can see it in the trailers, the final battle between like zod and sasha Callie, superwoman and batman they use a lot of snyder's camera work from man of steel like the quick cuts and stuff like that the quick zooms but other than that i i I just can't see how anybody thought this was any sort of like snyderverse type movie i don't understand and i also don't understand how they thought this wrap this reset the timeline or whatever they said because it just i mean it does but God willing, it won't stay that way because I think we'll we'll get into spoilers in a little bit. But the way this movie ends, if if this is how the universe is going to stay, it's not going to be good. Like I, I'm genuinely sad that this movie didn't work for me, and I, I I know that some people really do love the movie. Like I know Raiders of the Lost podcast. I think it's Anthony. Anthony has it as his favorite movie of the year. So I'm not going to hate on people's opinions of the movie. Yeah. But there is a but to the sentence. Growing up, being a DC fan, being, I mean, I, I would consider myself a pretty, pretty big Batman flat. Like anything DC, I love. I'm, I'm very, I look at everything through rose tinted glasses. Yeah, I can, I can. Yeah, you can vouch for this. Yeah, totally. Except for certain Batman movies, but that will come up later in the spoiler discussion. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, no, this movie just to me it just wasn't good. It it the first 45 minutes to an hour are actually horrible. Like they are hard to watch, bad. Yeah. I agree. It has no substance. It it's childish. It's 
poorly directed, poor CGI, terrible writing. It was everything that was wrong with the Justice League. Everything that they got wrong there, they did it again. And mm-hmm. thank God for Sasha Kali and Michael Keaton. Because without those two, I, I, I really do think I might have walked out of the movie. Yeah. They were, both of them were the best part of this movie. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. Ezra Miller, they they did try. <laughs> they tried Absolutely. their best. Yeah, I, I really think. Them. Yeah, I, I think it seems like they had a good relationship with um, uh, Annie Muschietti. Because they, they've taken a lot of pictures together and stuff, like the premiere and all that. So they seem like they had a good relationship, which you can kind of see because he, sorry, they seem like, you know, they're pretty comfortable playing the Flash. But at the same time, it just doesn't seem like the Flash to me. Because like you said, like you're much more of a DC fan than I am. I've always been a Marvel guy, even before like the movies. I've always liked Marvel more. But at the same time, my favorite DC character has always been the Flash. I think super speed is like one of the coolest powers ever. It's just it's so cool to me and it hasn't ever really been done right in film or TV. And this one, the character of the Flash is just not the Flash. It's not Barry Allen, the Barry Allen that like we're used to. You know what I mean? He's kind of like dorky and can't really talk to anybody. He's really awkward, which is fine for a character, but really not for the Flash. The whole thing with the Flash is that he can think at super speed as well. He always knows what to say. He's quick with his words. He's flirty. He's cocky. You know, he's not a jerk, but he's he's smart. He's cocky. So I think making him this like quippy, awkward, almost like Spider-Man-ish character, it, it just never worked for me. Even in the like Zack Snyder's Justice League, it it was always a part that I didn't really like, which I, I can't br- blame Ezra Miller for because it's really not his fault. I think it's just the writing, but yeah, it, it just never seemed like Barry Allen to me. It's never the Barry Allen that I wanted in any of these movies. So I was really disappointed that they didn't really change anything. I didn't want to cut you off. No, I, I agree with you. Cause like, if you want to do it that way, make him a little dorky. Let him have some character growth over these movies that he's been in yeah. and let him become the Barry Allen that we all know and love from the comics, from the animated series, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I know like he's not the Barry Allen we think of when we watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I definitely like the more in Zack Snyder's Justice League than I did in this and then the original Justice League. Because at least he had, like, yeah. he was the real hero of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And it, he kind of has his arc there that he wants to, that he's going to become a hero and he can stand alongside these other massive gods and everyone like that at the end of that movie. When this movie, he doesn't really have that moment. That, like, he's, this, you're yeah. like, he's the Flash. Like, he's the hero. Like, you never really yeah. feel that way about it. Yeah, I think you get a lot of cool, like, power moments where you can see that he's really, you can see that he has grown in, like, his, the understanding of his powers and abilities and that he's really learned to control them and take full advantage of them. And he understands that, like, there's a lot of responsibility to his powers and that he can't really save everyone. And you see that in the movie. It, this isn't, I mean, not to get into too much spoilers, but there's a few flashbacks. And I think the flashback scene was honestly one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie and it shows him in the beginning and then you see in the rest of the movie how he's grown since then you know learning his powers and learning how to be a superhero but 
I don't know. It it just never it just never worked for me in this movie. It never came together. No, the best the best moments in this movie are not superhero moments. It's the very toned down small scale emotional moments between him and his mom because the whole movie yeah. this isn't a spoiler this is what the movie's about he wants to go back and stop his mom from dying and yeah. that's every time that him and the mom have a moment those are the best scenes like I, I the flash's best scenes i think michael keen had the best scenes in the movie but like those were the moments that i wish there was more of that and the final confrontation that which we'll get into later, never, for me at least, it never fully landed, and I did not like it. Like, I really just, I feel like you could have made it so much more emotional. Like, the, you know what I'm talking about, like, yeah. after the final battle part, there's that yeah. sequence. I feel like you could have made that so much more emotional, so much more powerful, and it never really lands. Yeah, I agree. And it's also, it's it's too fast. Yeah. There's not enough build up to it. You kind of, I mean, if you're a fan of the Flash at all, and you kind of understand the character and some of his villains, you know what's going to happen the second you see it. So it, it didn't surprise me at all. It, it was I, I totally saw it coming, and just the way that he, you know, finishes it, it just didn't work. It was so sudden to me, and it just needed some more time. It felt like just a secondary villain coming out of nowhere. Even though it was really the yeah no it was how do I want to say this he was the dame the 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 big bad at the end was the dame the Han Green Goblin to this movie yeah. you kind of forget yeah. about it and then right at the end after you think everyone's everything's kind of done it shows back up it's just back and yeah I don't think there's anyone besides the little kid next to us that didn't know what the, who the villain was yeah. Like I like they were trying to like hide it, and there was if there was anyone that didn't know who that was, I I would have been concerned. But another issue I have with this movie is Michael Shannon being completely underused. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I love Zod. I think Michael Shannon's one of the best actors, and he genuinely has talked about in interviews how much he loved playing Zod, how big of a fan of Zack Snyder he is, how big of a Superman fan he is, all this stuff. And for him to come back, he lay asked for Zack Snyder's blessing to come back and do this role again. Yeah. And for him to have thir- 13 lines probably of dialogue in this movie. Yeah, he really just isn't in it enough to feel to feel like Zod again, to feel like the same guy from Man of Steel. It just doesn't feel like the same character. And I think recently he said that he didn't feel like, you know, content with the way the character ended, which I totally understand because it just didn't feel like the same Zod from Man of Steel. It just wasn't, it was just undercooked. Again, he just wasn't in it long enough to be like a new feeling villain. You know what I mean? Like he was the same guy from Man of Steel, but less characterized. You kind of, you know, you didn't know anything about him besides from what you knew about Man of Steel. But this is, again, it's a, it's a different thing, a different timeline, a different character in a way so not learning anything else about him kind of just takes away from him as a villain no and and like what you were saying he wasn't even satisfied with the movie like his job on the movie yeah which you feel bad for him like anytime an actor says that it's never it's never a good sign for the movie first off but i i don't know if 
you sent me that article today about James Gunn's interview on the Michael Rosenbaum podcast where he talked mm-hmm. about the future of DC and like his ideas. If he follows through with that, then that will work. But whatever yep. DC was trying at the end of the DCEU was so this is not a shot at Marvel. They were, they were seemed like they wanted to be Marvel still, even though they always said they're like, "Oh no, we don't want to be like that. We're moving away from that." Even this movie felt very Marvel like instead of a DC featuring movie. Yeah, I totally like, agree. I don't know. It's just yeah. And I'm I'm confused because I don't know. The way they explain it is that this is the eighty Batman nineteen eighty nine world. I think it's called World eighty nine universe. But then you retconned anything that happened in Crisis on Infinite Earth, and you just like you changed up so many things. I didn't know if this was just a different universe that also happened to be Michael Keane's Batman at the same time. I I don't know. This the movie to me was just a mess, and I felt like it. It found its footing for a little bit in the second act. I felt like I was like, okay, it's starting to figure out what it wants to be. And then it got to the yeah. third act, and I kind of felt again, like, I don't know what you guys are going for here. I could never, yeah. like, it never felt fully like they knew what they wanted out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I just to talk about Keaton. Like, I, I kind of assumed it was just, I assumed it wasn't the same um, universe as the, the original Keaton movie, I always assumed it was just another world that happened to have Michael Keaton as Batman. Because, like oh. like you said, there's stuff that happened after that movie. Like you said, Crisis on Infinite Earth. It, wasn't there a thing that, like, he got married to Catwoman? Yeah, he's married to Selena Kyle. Yeah, so that... I mean, not that that was dropped. It was just never mentioned. So I, you know, can't really say either way. But I feel like it just... I don't know it didn't really fit if it was the same exact universe from the original movie. Yeah. This, this whole movie is just, this is a fucked up thing to say, I guess the best parts of this movie are fan service that do nothing for the story. Yes, I agree because there were parts there. There were cameos in this movie. There are cheer worthy moments. Yes. Genuinely cheer moments where we like jumped on top of each other and went, Holy shit. That's in a movie. But it was <laughs> – those moments were never part of the story. You know what I mean? Like they yeah, were like, never they, – they were never impactful. They never meant anything to the plot or to the characters. They were just there for fan service, which is always disappointing. I'm never one of those guys who's like, oh, fan service sucks. There should never be fan service. Fan service is fun sometimes. It's fun a lot of times. Just seeing something you want to see, it's great. But – it's also even better when it services the plot at least a little bit. And this just didn't at all. Not that that's a horrible thing, but at the same time, it was just, it was just there to fill the void of the fact that nothing is fucking happening in this movie. Yeah. And we'll get into it when we talk more to the spoiler side of it, but there's the one sequence of cameos that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And whoever has seen the movie knows what I'm talking about. It was the biggest slap in the face. <laughs> like I was like I liked in the moment because it was cool, but like thinking back on it, it's just like a like I just hated it. Like I don't know why you had to do that. And we talked about this. The CGI during that sequence was horrible. It looked like a video yeah. game the entire time. That it the all of the CGI in this movie looks like a video game. Period. That's every it, CGI shot is just so video gamey. It does not look 
like a blockbuster movie at all. No, and and the budget says it's 200 250. I definitely think they went through so many reshoots on this movie. I think it's closer to 300 and they got to probably put in 150 into marketing. So this movie probably cost them. I well, think they usually say 450. The rule is like you're supposed to double the budget for marketing. So it That's might be pretty- even like 500 like, 600 million yeah and just all together <clears throat> and they said that the movie needs to make seven seven seventy i think that's what the bat it said it needs to make what the batman makes to even get a discussion for the sequel i really yeah. think this movie's not going to come close it, i don't know because i the people that i talk to like we've seen review the reviews People are enjoying this movie, which again, like like we said in the beginning, if you enjoy this movie, we have nothing against that. But I, I don't know. I think this movie is going to make money, honestly. Really? Because I think you there's enough. Like... Yeah, I think there's enough marketing. I think there's enough appeal with, you know, Supergirl being in it and Keaton being in it, and I think people like the Flash and th- that kind of like goofy hero character. It it draws people in. That's why people like a lot of those movies, but. Yeah, I, I'm not saying this movie is going to cross like a bill or anything, but I think it'll make at least 700. At least, I, I think. I just, I don't know. I, of course, I wanted to make money because I want every movie to make money. Cause, yeah. Holy. Um. So, going into like what critics and audiences are saying so far, it has a 77 on Google. It has a eight out of town IMDb. And has a 69% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 95% audience score with only 50 ratings so far. Yeah. But uh, the critic consensus is The Flash is funny, fittingly fast-paced, and overall ranks as one of the best DC movies in recent years. I don't even have this in, like, the top 10 DCEU movies, probably. I would have to look back through the – maybe top 10 because there's not many good ones. There's also in not recent, many, period. In recent years, I think Snyder Cut's better than this. I think for sure Suicide Squad is better than this. Yeah. What else has come out from DC recently? Um, I think both the Shazams are better than this. Yeah, no, I I know, I know Shazam 2 you're not a huge fan of, so. Yeah. I, I think Shazam 2 is still better than this, but not by a whole lot. No, definitely not by a lot. <clears throat> I've retconned my uh, my feelings towards Shazam, Shazam 1 as well from when we reviewed it. I yeah. definitely have Shazam 1 as a better movie than Shazam 2. <laughs> I apologize for anyone that I gave the wrong idea to. But no, I, I just... I mean, it's be- It's on the same level as Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. That's where I no, have I think that's movie. a pretty fair comparison. It's just a plot that is just not intriguing and effects that aren't very good and a hero that you want to care about but the story just isn't good enough to make you care about you know what i mean no i like i only i only care about the flash and i only care about wonder woman in that movie because i'm supposed to because they're superheroes and i like superheroes and i've seen them in other movies and i've liked them in other movies but in this movie in their own movie they're just not the best yeah i i don't know i'm i'm this isn't James Gunn's movies yet, so I really hope this doesn't get held against him because it's not his project yet. Yeah. So I know Blue, Blue Beetle is the first one. Yeah, he said it's the had, like, first character, but it's technically not the first movie. Right, because it was in production before he took over. I think. Yeah, but then he like so, did a lot of stuff with Blue Beetle. 
Okay. So I I I think Blue Beetle has a now seeing the Flash. I think Blue Beetle is prop. I think will be a better movie because Blue Beetle can be a coming of age movie. It doesn't and Blue Beetle can be lighthearted. It doesn't have to be dark. This movie had a plot that was told to us was going to be dark, and it wasn't. Yeah. Blue Beetle knows what it is, and it's Blue Beetle is kind of in a way the Spider Man of I'm doing air quotes to everyone who's listening. But um, he's kind of like the Spider-Man to DC. He's he's very he's a kid. Like he's not not grown yeah. like the rest of them. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I so, think he's more of like the Nova. Yeah, I guess Nova. Like Sam Alexander Nova, because it's like it's kind of the same thing. Like a thing comes down from space, gives him a cool suit, and he's still like a kid trying to figure things out. So I think that's a maybe better comparison. But I know what you're saying. Like he's still yeah. a young guy, kind of is learning the responsibility of being a hero. So. You can have fun with that. Yeah, so that but that's the thing. Like we know what Blue Beetle's gonna be. It's gonna be like a fun movie. It's just gonna be fun. It doesn't have to be super serious. It doesn't have to as long as the action's cool and YOLO is good as the role. Yeah. That's really all we need to ask for. While the Flash we were told this was gonna be one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. Yeah. It and it doesn't even to. land in my top thirty superhero movies yeah yeah so I, it, it is disappointing now i'm not telling everyone not to go see it if everyone has different opinions on it like rares the lost podcast so i think we normally see eye to eye pretty much across the board we have very different opinions on this movie so yeah definitely go check it out uh yeah but and like we, like we kind of yeah. we kind of mentioned like it's it's not all bad it's not a terrible movie there's very very good scenes and there's more than most of the scenes that are just, like, okay. Like, I don't care about them. It's not that they were terrible by any means. It's that I just didn't care enough. I mean, there were some pretty terrible scenes. I should have mentioned Yeah. There are some terrible scenes. But I think for the most part, the movie is just maybe a little less mediocre. Like, it's it's just middle of the road. I really don't care about this. And then it goes to a few terrible scenes and there's a few really good scenes. There's a few really good jokes. There's some cool moments where you're like, Oh my God, I thought I'd never see that. But just for the most part, it was just very middle of the road. Yeah. Cause I, again, I'll say it might be the worst opening act of a superhero movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. Like the CGI is, there's a dog in the one scene and the dog CGI looks like some a dog, and then it comes to like real life dog. It's not CGI anymore, and it's just a different breed of dog. It is not yeah, the it's, same. It's very jarring. Or there's they have like sound effects. Yeah, like when the microwave lands, it beeps. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does beep. There's a couple oh, of those I... though throughout the movie. It just it's. So stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this just, was. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do the, you want to? Com- before we do. Oh, I'm sorry. The comedy, just like I said, there were a few good jokes. But when I say a few good jokes, I mean like two or three good jokes. The rest of them are bad. Like yeah, period. They don't They're land. bad. But the jokes that do land were were pretty funny. Like the, the one joke got us both really good. Yeah. 
when he turns with the mask. With the mask on, yeah. That was yeah. funny. Which, it was such a stupid joke, but it kind of fit the moment, so we just started cracking up. Yeah, like, it was actually, like, a well-written idea. Yeah. It was well-timed. Yeah. Because you it's don't expect that, said. and you're like, okay, that actually, it makes sense, and it's funny. But a lot of the jokes you... are just like, I have to take his shit right now, and then he just leaves. You're like, that's, it's not funny. It's not Come funny. <laughs> But before we get into uh, spoiler territory, do you want to – should we do our scores? Uh, Sure. You go first because uh, I – you already told me yours. I, I did. I want to make sure. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Let me yeah. pull it up. Uh, I gave The Flash a 54. Huh. It's rotten for me if we're going like that. Yeah. I think I think I have to go a little bit higher, maybe like a 56. Cuz it so was still just rotten. there are Yeah, still rotten, but there are those moments where it's like, okay, I'm in I'm having fun while watching this, but for the most part, it's just I just don't care enough. You know what I mean? No, that's that's I'm telling you, if Michael Keaton and Sasha Kelly are not in this movie, it's in the high 30s or low 40s. Yeah, there's some great moments, but then there's just a f- bunch of terrible moments, and the rest is just whatever. I don't care. Yeah, so if you guys have not watched The Flash yet, please go watch it. It hits theaters tomorrow. It, I mean, this review will come out on Saturday, I believe. So, Or it might come out tomorrow. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it before you listen any further. We are going to be doing a f- full spoiler discussion after this. And, yeah, I still say go check it out. I would like to see everyone's opinion on this movie because I yeah. I do want to ta- talk to Raiders about it. I just want to know, like, like why they love this so much. Not that there's anything wrong with loving this movie. There's nothing wrong with loving any movie. I love The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Ryan despises that movie. So, I mean, yeah. there's nothing – everyone's going to have a different thought process. So, yeah, don't – if you no, haven't seen it, This is kind of like The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Don't – no, no, it's not. I think it's a little better. You're but... saying stupid things now. Because <laughs> the main Spider-Man no, 2 is not even the least Spider-Man movie. It's like there's some really bad moments, but for the most part, it's just There's not whatever. even any bad moments. I think in there's the more Spider-Man. bad moments. There's, there's no also bad moments, moments in the main Spider-Man 2. Like the opening. It's what it's a great Spider-Man scene. And then the rest of it's just like, okay. That's, no. And then no. Gwen Stacy just. Yeah. That's one of the best scenes in any superhero movie. <laughs> It it's might be only, the best. No, no. It's only because you had a massive crush on Emma Stone. No, it is one of the most <laughs> well act. It is the best acted scene in the Subira movie. I can't think of an example, but I don't agree with that. So I'm maybe saying, the Dark Knight. I, I love Andrew Garfield. Knight's up there. Yeah, like Heath Ledger. I, I love Andrew him. Garfield. I like him. As, I love him as Spider Man. But dude, that scene is so well great. done. I'm not saying uh, the acting is not. And bad. there's no bad scenes in that whole movie. There's some <laughs> ant scenes. I don't think there's any bad scenes though. Um, the main Spider-Man three has bad scenes. Yes, yeah, one bad scene. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm sorry. There's two. Anytime he dances, yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> or when he, Eddie Brock goes to fucking goes to church to pray that Peter oh, yeah. dies. 
dude. That That's is one a bad of the funniest scene. moments. And it's so stupid that movie. of any church, they end up in the same church together. <laughs> yeah. He literally that movie, that movie's actually pray. bad. Pray to God that Peter Parker dies. So <laughs> funny. I learned something this week. Yeah. I, I was doing like some like reading up on reviews and just seeing what movies are at. Did you know the main Spider-Man 2 has a better audience score than Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, and Far From Home? Really? Yeah. It has like a 90-something. I think so, right? I don't want to I don't wanna spit wrong uh, facts. I'm going off Rotten Tomatoes just saying that. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. Well, to everyone who's listening, I want to hear your thoughts on The Amazing Spider-Man 2, because I am going to do a review of it as one of my film spotlights. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shut up. <laughs> it has a 64 audience. Holy, score. maybe I'm going off the first one? Is that what I clicked on? I don't know. How much uh, money did it even make? What's the box on? Not enough. Wait, it made $710 million. The second one? Yeah. How? What the hell? <laughs> I hate Spider-Man. I hate, I hate Sony. I hate that company. Uh, the first one has a 77 audience oh, maybe, score. Maybe I was wrong. 71, 71 critic score, which isn't bad. No, Jesus. I, you know that what I feel 77 about audience score has a 200, 250,000-plus ratings. Damn. Wow. That's a lot of reviews. Yeah. But, uh... Going away from Spider-Man, going back into the topic of this episode, uh, we will now be getting the spoiler territory for The Flash and starting it off with, I think, my biggest ick with this movie, and that would be how my boy Ben Affleck was treated. I did not stand with this bureaucracy that was given towards my main man, Benny Do you know what bureaucracy means? No. <laughs> Neither do I, but I know that's not the right use of it. So I'm going to look no, it up. No, it wasn't. It was just, I was trying to think of a big word, and I couldn't think of one. I think bureaucracy just went into my brain. It's like a government thing. Uh, a bureaucracy is a body of not elected government officials or administrative policy-making group. Historically, a bureaucracy was a government administration managed by departments staffed with non-elected officials. Damn, so the bureaucracy was not the right time. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. I have no idea. Dude, I was just going yeah, on a tangent for a second. I, I had a big word in my head, and it wasn't bureaucracy. And just, I that came out. Just pulled bureaucracy out of your ass. I, I, I really did. Wow. It's impressive. Yeah, no, but besides me being an idiot, the way that he was done in this movie was horrible. Horrible. I mean, he was better in Justice League than he was in this movie. And I never, like, I would rather hear him say, I don't not like you a thousand times again before I have to watch him in this. Something's definitely bleeding. I would rather that again. That was better than what we got <laughs> in this movie. No, that's not true. You love the, the speech at the end. I'm talking about him in the Batman suit. Okay, well... Which I learned. Did yeah. you know Ben Affleck never had the suit on again? What do you mean? Like that He's he never in the suit in the flesh. What do you... It's all just CGI? Yep. Or what is it? CGI. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah. They did the lasso of truth again. How do you make that mistake again? Dude, the second I the second he started talking, I knew it. Cause he just started they just for context, if you remember the Joss Whedon lasso of truth scene where, you know, Wonder Woman puts out an Aquaman and he just starts going around like we're all gonna die together. You're so gorgeous. I love you. And it's just it's one of the worst scenes. Everybody universally hates that scene because it's so creepy. It it was just it was such a Joss Whedon edition. Everybody hated it. And guess what? They did it again in this movie. And it was worse. No, I don't think it was worse. Yes, it was, because this time it was Batman. Yeah, I think it was dumber, but I don't think it was worse. The the Aquaman one is genuinely like creepy. It's uncomfortable this one was just like this was uncomfortable it was uncomfortable but it was like this is the the same dude that fought superman and kicked his ass he did fart on him a few times that helped (laughs) you get so angry when i say that because i like the gadgets i like the kryptonite smoke i know you do but it's so funny watching that with you and going, oh, here comes the fart gas. <laughs> I hate you. It's so funny. I mean, that Batflick scene was horrible. Like him in the suit. Yeah. He didn't the whole look... sequence was terrible. Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't very good. He lets a lot of cops die too, which, again, if you know anything about me in superhero movies, is that I like watching superheroes save people. Which I'll be honest, the Flash does a lot of that in this movie, which I was happy with. Batman doesn't save anybody except for the one criminal, and that okay, like. And it was so I, I just want him to beat. Guy, but... When that guy throws himself out of the car, I was like, "This is it." I was like, "This is horrible." I was like, "This movie's gonna yeah. be terrible." Yeah, he really he just doesn't get to do anything cool. He just rides his motorcycle. And like he like, lands on the car, which was dope, and then knocks the one dude out, which was cool. Like when he gets into the backseat and fights the first two guys, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then the yeah. dude jumps out. I was like, yeah, the dude just jumps out and kills himself. <sighs> but at the same yeah. time, like all the stuff with him in the suit as Batman was not good. I, I'm going to I've said yeah. that he didn't even he didn't look good in the suit. What do you mean? Ben Affleck was never in the suit. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. You said that. But and the suit uh, did not look cool. No, the new suit was not cool enough. They tried it. It was like kind of bluish. It just didn't look very good. And I like I like the Ben Affleck suit. So this one was just disappointing that they changed it. I like the one from Schneider Cut. Where it's like the real yeah, one's cool. It's like that matte black. It's not like what he wears in BBS. It's like that different suit. I thought that suit looked really yeah. cool. Yeah, it is cool. But yeah. um, this one, at the same yeah, time, just... Ben Affleck has my favorite scene in the entire movie. But it's him as Bruce Wayne. It, it's it's his farewell scene. Like it is the last yeah. time you see him, and yeah. it's probably his best line that he has as Batman. Because I mean, yeah, Bruce I Wayne slash Batman. Actually, I, 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 I love no that idea. speech. Yeah, I can't agree with that because I don't remember any of his other lines. But I mean, I I love "Do You Bleed." I know you're not the biggest fan. "Do You Bleed"? It, yeah, it's kind of cool. I do like the um, Snyderverse one. He's like, he's never fought us, not us united. That's a good line. Do you remember, <laughs> remember when we play Warzone? And before we jumped in, I would say it. Yeah, I, I remember that. You get you get so angry. <laughs> oh. I dropped my laptop. <laughs> 
knowing so i'm so happy we're not doing a video episode right now this episode is chaotic with the cameras yeah my i'm just it's resting on my legs my legs are getting tired so i keep moving (laughs) (laughs) this would be so painful to watch (laughs) but Um, no i i do love i love this speech it's just it's all about like don't let your scars define you and like everyone has like quote unquote their scars and he even of course batman does and especially if any version of batman has some bad scars it's this one because he knows yeah. he's done some horrible things he's killed a lot of people he didn't kill them the explosion killed, killed a them. lot of people i fucking it's the dumbest logic any directors ever came up with ever hey, christopher nolan started that It's the dumbest logic. Christian Bale Anybody's used to blow up buildings, and they're like, nope, he ain't killing you one. No. He got him out. Or when Michael Keane lays stuff dynamite down the dude's pants as Batman, the dude blows he, up, and he's like, he's he didn't kill him. It was, a weird, it was a weird time. Back. It was a weird time. But, um, no, that guy, wasn't he on, like, the Joker stuff? He's fine. Yeah, that dude was not fine. Laughed it off. He blows up. <laughs> he literally no, explodes. He, he got it out and ran away. No, he doesn't. I don't know. He but... shoves him and he blows up. <laughs> <laughs> he He's dead. He kills the dude. He kills the Joker in that universe too. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah, no. that The first... I, I really do think it's the first maybe hour of the movie, 45 minutes. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's genuine. We said it right when we left. When they get to Russia, it's a decent movie. Everything yeah. else is – well, everything before that is bad. It's you decent like the, for a bit. Yes. You like the, the – when you first meet Keaton, you like that scene. I, I like the explanation of the universes. Oh, yeah. I like that because it, it is different from Marvel's, you know, timeline branching stuff. It's, you know – you mess with the timeline; it's a whole different one, which I think is a—it's another cool concept. It's a, you know, it's a good way of changing the whole timeline thing that everybody's been doing. So I was happy to see they did something different. But I don't know, just the whole scene of him just doing ninja stuff around the kitchen and beating the shit out of the real Barry, and then second Barry is just using his powers, which he still hasn't really learned how to use, and dodging all of them. I don't know. Second Barry yeah, was I, the worst character ever. Second Barry sucked. Second Barry just annoyed me. Sorry. Dark Flash was bad. Dark Flash was bad. <laughs> Dark <laughs> Flash so, was not good. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. No, but Keen Keen was a badass in this movie. He was he was beating some people up. Yeah. No, I think after like once he I did like the scene where Barry Allen wakes up and he just has all of the documents there and he's like how the fuck did you find this and he's it's just batman you know? batman i like yeah. i did like the one joke no that landed a joke that landed for me was when he's like what is he gonna hack into the russian system with a flip phone and yeah, he's like yeah he's batman <laughs> i yeah. was like god damn right <laughs> yeah and then i like that he couldn't get it in time and then flash or secondary just Types in all the combinations because that is yeah. that's a flash moment. Flash would just do that. He just he can just type in every combination. But I wish that. he did it and was a little like cocky about it. Yeah, not like dorky about it. like I I I did every combination. Yeah, 
Shut up, Barry. <laughs> I was so happy when he got shot. <laughs> it brought that me scene, joy. <laughs> yeah, that scene that that was kind of funny too. And he's like, "I thought we were bulletproof." He's like, "Why would you think we're bulletproof?" <laughs> that was kind of good. The but at the same rush- time, like, if you have super speed, how do you even get shot? Was he just like, "Ooh, I wonder if this is gonna hurt," and just let it go through? I'm like, I will say, that. Russia was the best part of the movie. Like it was, it was consistently good. The jokes were working, the action worked, the CGI yeah. looked better. Like that was the best yeah. time of the movie. Yeah. Well, when when second Barry pulls Barry away and he just starts puking for like two minutes, that didn't land. Oh, I forgot about that because it just it just kept going. But the Keaton fight scene was awesome though. When he that fights the that Russian part guard. gave a little honor to Zack Snyder. That felt like some like yeah. Batflick moves. Yeah, when he pulls that guy to him and just kicks him right in the face, dude, that was that was a good hit. Dude, he was I like when after they get back from Russia, he's in the bathroom sewing himself up and he's like yeah. and he's like happy again. Cause yeah. it kind of goes it kind of goes back into what Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne said when he's like, Don't let these scars define you like I did. And just like he he did, Keaton only lives as Batman. That's all he knows. Yeah. So I, I kinda I like how that kind of carries over and it kind of carries over for the entire story because barry has to let has to stop letting those scars define him and he does yeah kind of because he still messes with the timeline yeah he does yeah he does (laughs) (laughs) he messed with the timeline which lowered my movie a whole 10 points (laughs) Yeah. Because he literally, Second Barry runs back and tries to change it. And he's like, no, you can't do this. Second Barry's like, why? And he's like, all right, let's do it. And then they just reverse it. And then they fail. That was weird. He followed him into the Speed Force, but then right away was like willing to do it with him. Yeah. I don't know. And the Speed Force looked horrible in this movie. A hundred percent. It looked like a video game. The easiest thing they could have done. I like the Snyder cut. I know you're you like the yellow lightning when he runs. I like the I blue. Yeah. Which is it's a total nitpick. I yeah. I just prefer the yellow. It's just and I truly yellow, oh, like I'm that. sorry, we're speaking over one another again. That's fine. The audience I, it. Do you want to go? You want me to go? I if you want to talk? I'll talk. Okay. Okay? Yeah. If you cut me off right now, I will drive down the <laughs> you street. Know I'm you. Start talking. <laughs> okay. So I love the scene. I love the scene in Snyder Cut when he goes into the Speed Force and saves everything. It's one yeah. of it's one of my favorite superhero moments because I love his speech he says. I just love how it looks. I like how you can watch I the agree. world building itself. I like I agree. I, I do love that scene as well. It's genuinely one of the more creative moments in a superhero movie. What the fuck? Creative looking <laughs> moments. What the fuck did they do with the Flash? What was that speed force? Why was it like layers and seats and everything? It was so it was like a, bad. It was like a coliseum for yeah, no reason. it was horrible. Yeah, and it looked terrible. It looked like a video game. The easiest fix they probably could have done for that is just have it be like actual shots, whether it be like, you know, film as in like moving or just still photos of different characters and just make it like a little blurry where you can make out what it is but the just straight up cgi characters never looked 
good at all. Ben Affleck, they read, they did the scene where he throws the batarang at Barry. Yeah. From Justice League. And for a second, like as it was moving towards, I thought it was going to show the actual. I don't get if you were going to show clips from scenes like that. Why not have the actual clip from the movie? Yeah. Why would you CGI it? It's all just shots from other movies or scenes from earlier in the movie or later in the movie. But it's all CGI'd. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why you do it like that. And then going to one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Christopher Reeves. Why the hell is he in this movie? <laughs> yeah. I get Adam it. West like, is in it? <laughs> yeah. I, I get showing Christopher Reeves. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm saying I understand why because he is probably the most, you know, um, what's the, like, famous Superman. As much as I like Henry Cavill, but if you were to put a room of all different generations in a room, more of them would notice Christopher Reeves as as Superman than Henry Cavill as Superman. Oh, and then we got another faceless Henry Cavill Superman, which was which was expected again. Yeah. Ugh, I hate this movie. I really I really do not like this movie. <laughs> I'm sure everybody loved hearing that. Sorry everyone. I I just had to let it out. I'm genuinely yeah. just I'm just disappointed. I just this movie really could have been something special, especially I think Andy Muschietti is a super talented director. And I agree. And I'm excited for him to do the Brave and the Bold because I think he, you can mix kind of the lighthearted tone. No, you can't because you can't because Damian Wayne. It's not even like Dick Grayson, Rob. It's Damian who's just straight up a menace. A piece of shit. Yeah, he's just a – he's a menace. But, that That is the word to describe it. But – the Keaton scenes were really well done. Yeah. So I have hope that he can do something cool with Batman. Now, I'm, yep. I'm, I would, I want to know who's going to play Batman, of course, because I feel like that would give me a better idea of how they're going to go at it. Because I want to know if it's like a younger Batman, maybe a little bit older, that in between, like maybe like a Christian Bale aged Batman, where it's not like yeah. super young. I think like it'll be like, yeah, I think it'll be like late 20s, early 30s. Like you he's got some experience. Like Damien, though. Damien's probably, what, 11? Oh, yeah, that's true. Damien, Give or yeah. take. So maybe I think like 30 works. Mid. Yeah. Or like 32 or something, maybe like yeah, mid-30s. Yeah, you need to be like mid-early yeah. 30s. Yeah. Because you can't have him be 19. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I don't know. I, I, I really do think I love Andy Machete. I, I'm terrified of clowns because of him. I think he made my fear of them a lot worse with it. And yeah. so I thought he was going to bring that dark tone because it is super scary, but has some great comedy throughout. Yeah. So I thought that was going to work super well with the flash. Cause if you do reverse flash or if you want to do the dark flash that I hated, but whatever you want to do it, you could have made that so scary. Like you could have made yeah. like legitimately like a horror character. Dude, why can't they just do reverse flash again? Not, not, even, not again. They've never done them in live action. They did Besides the, the, the show, but. Yeah. And he's good in the Flash. Yeah, I liked him in the Flash. But goddamn, just, he's like, he's the best Flash villain. Reverse Flash is the perfect villain. And it's what everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people have been wanting from villains in superhero movies. After Thanos, every villain now has, like, some motivation that they want you to agree with. And that's all well and good. That can be done really, really well. But every once in a while, you just want to go back to a villain who is just evil. 
And that's why Reverse Flash is so good because he's just a piece of shit who wants nothing more than to see Barry Allen suffer. And it's it's so much fun. Like he's just evil. That's it. I think he has some motivations, love... but he's just a bad guy. Like, uh, who's the bad guy from Guardian Story? High oh, evolutionary. Yeah, the, um, yeah. Dope. Just a bad dude. Yeah. Simple. Like you he had some motivations of like trying to build a better world, but that was never like a big thing. I'm not saying like he just he wanted to be a god. Yeah, that's it. Talking. Like he just wanted to be like a god. But he yeah. isn't. Yeah, that's and, but he's just a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And that's he's just those are the best villains. Like they're my favorite. I I like Thanos. I think he's really I think he is one of the best villains that's ever been put to screen. But I love just the that's why I think I I love Homelander so much. Cause he's just mm-hmm. a piece of shit. Like he's just a garbage yeah. human being. Yeah. And he's and so like, it's Joker. so much fun with him. Joker is say. just Yeah. That's fair. I don't know what else to say. What what other topic do you want to talk about? Let's talk about the best cameo in this entire movie. Wait are, we about, wait, are we talking about the actual best cameo or the one that I wanted to punch myself in the genitals? No, the actual, the actual best cameo. We can, we can get to that later. My favorite cameo is the one that you wanted to punch yourself to. But the actual best cameo. Nick Cage. Is Nick Cage as Superman. Because the second we saw the Superman, with him, <laughs> we both turned and went, no fucking way he did it. <laughs> it was amazing. And it actually looked really cool. Like, if him fighting that giant arachnid. Yeah, it, okay. I thought you were going to say it looked really good. It didn't. No, look, no. We've talked but... about this. Those whole, that whole <laughs> sequence looked horrible. But what he was doing was really cool. <laughs> yeah, fighting a big space spider. That, that's what I'm. Dude, just do that with Superman. That's what he does. Yeah. yeah. Let him fight Have those him kind fight of things. You don't always need. Like, I know everyone always wants, like, the main villain. I love just like that kind of villain where it's kind of like maybe like the weekday villain, villain of the week. Yeah. Like adventure of the week. Make like a show like that. Especially with Superman. It would work so well because you can do the toy man. You can do all these great characters, but everyone only ever wants to do Zod, evil Superman, Brainiac. That's it. That's all everyone, anyone, anyone ever wants to do. There's so many more characters that are like C-list villains. But would be great for a first movie because it shows that he's learning his powers. He's doing like there's so many better ideas you can do, and I was so yeah. excited that that's what they did with the Nick Cage thing. That it was just something. It didn't have to be a big villain. It could just be a stupid giant spider. Yeah. Sorry for my rant again. I'm going on a lot of them today. No, yeah, I, I understand that. Like those those super minor villains can be. Yeah, maybe they're not the best, they're not the most intriguing, but sometimes they're the most fun for just a fight scene. And that's that's always a good time. You know? Like, if you were to do, like, a Superman show, maybe, like, not even an hour-long episode, but, like, eight 30-minute episodes and just have him go to a different planet. He gets, like, some distress call and has to fight a big monster. That could be fun. Yeah, it's not going to be the greatest thing, but it'll be enjoyable just to watch. I really hope Superman Legacy's good. So do I. I think That's, James Gunn. I think James Gunn's gonna kill it. I agree. I'm still. I I love James Gunn. I'm so excited to see what he does. But I think if Brave and the Bold is not very good, it's 
obviously I want that movie to be great. If it sucks, then I'll be so upset. But if Superman Legacy is bad, I think James Gunn is done. Because that's the movie that he's been working the most on. That's the most hyped up one. That's his movie. If that one's bad, yes. People already hate him, even though he's done nothing. If that movie's bad, he will never hear the end of it, and he will be done. So that's because, as much as everyone like Man of Steel is a very divisive movie. Yeah, like even between me. Wait, you you like Man of Steel, right? You don't like I, Man of Steel. I don't dislike it. I think it's it's fine. Yeah, it's a movie yeah. I can watch, but it's not like great. I don't. Yeah, love it. so like I really enjoy Man of Steel. I like that version of Clark Kent. I, I I just really like Henry Cavill. I was like looked really good as Superman. Yeah, but like there's so many different iterations. You have to somehow he has to make this feel different, and I I want him to be able to pay homage to every version of Superman. Like I wanted to have the moments of me watching Christopher Reeve Superman as a little kid, and when he catches that helicopter, or when Lois Lane's like, "If you got me, who's got you?" and he's like, and he's just flying. Like has to have that, yeah. but it also has to have like. I love the action sequences of Man of Steel. I love watching him fight Zod. I love all that. So you need to find a way to merge that together. Or like Brandon Routh catching the soup, the plane in Superman Returns is one of the best superhero scenes ever. Because he's just saving people. And it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So That's right, dude. That, that quote I sent you earlier. And just, just to kind of sum it up for everybody listening. It, it was basically James Gunn saying that the thing with the MCU is that there haven't really been any secret identities besides like peter parker is everybody knows iron man is tony stark everybody knows captain america is um steve rogers steve rogers yeah thor doesn't even have a secret identity he's just thor like everybody knows bruce banner's hulk you know everybody knows who the hero is what he wants to do with the dcu is have is bring back those um uh secret identities have Superman be the character of Superman and then the character of Clark Kent have Batman be the character of Batman and then the character of Bruce Wayne which is one of the things that is so great about superheroes is that they are different characters Batman and Bruce Wayne are completely different characters that's probably the most extreme example but also with Superman and Clark Kent Clark Kent is a nerdy writer for a newspaper and then there's Superman who is the nicest dude ever so, like, you can have those different characters in the same story, and seeing the balance between those identities is what makes superheroes really interesting, and it's what superhero movies have been missing for a very long time. And I'm, if he's serious about that and he does it really well, then I'm super, super excited to see it. Yeah. Well, before we move on, I guess we have to talk about the final cameo. Oh, yeah. Which I I wish we could avoid. So setting it up, the end of the movie, as we all know, because I'm assuming if you guys have gotten to this point in the review, you guys have seen the movie. We know that Barry figures it out, saves his dad, changes, switches all the sauces around so his dad looks up the camera, up towards enough that you can see his face in the camera, and gets released. And then he gets a call from Bruce Wayne, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to be Ben Affleck, same one again. Yay. Well, no, we don't get to be happy like that. So then the car pulls up and 
no one remembers in episode one of the podcast, we talked about how Michael Keaton seen at the courthouse in the suit. So I was like, oh, it's going to be Michael Keaton. No, wrong again. It's goddamn George Clooney. Are you kidding me? The man had the audacity to come back and do Batman again. No, no, no. You ruined Batman for like a good 12 years. We didn't get any Batman content because you wanted to, you had to do a movie with Arnold and him be like, you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. No, it didn't. First off, dumbasses. Joel Schumacher, you should never be allowed to write. Oh, wait. Did he pass away yet? I don't know. Well, if you didn't, then you're never allowed to direct a movie again. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney, you should never be allowed to act again. <laughs> I was so just, I was angry. Like, I was genuinely mad they did it. Ryan thought it was the funniest thing just because of how mad I was. Yes, that is totally true. Also, Joe Schumacher did die in 2020. So, well, rest in peace to Joe Schumacher. <laughs> yeah. But also, George Clooney's a great actor. Terrible in that movie, but he's a great actor. The worst Batman ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. That's why I love Danny him. DeVito would be a better <laughs> Batman than George Clooney would. Dude. Can we please get Danny DeVito's Penguin back now? I would, I would actually be down to watch that whole universe. Back. What? I mean, he's not part of the Clooney stuff, but... Yeah, he is. Same universe. No, it's Keaton. Same universe. Is it? Is yeah. he supposed to be the same Batman as Keaton? Are you serious? Yeah. No, not you, Siri. <laughs> yeah, that's the same Batman. I never knew that. Is what's his name supposed to be too? Yeah. Um. What's his Jumper? name? Yeah. Yeah. That's supposed to be the, all the same Batman. Yeah, that's why Kilmer's suit is so similar to huh. Keaton's. I never knew that. I always yeah. assumed they were just different. Different things because they just nope make money. Same universe. That's hilarious. No, it's not. That is that's so funny. That this movie sucked. I'm not laughing, but I'm I'm smiling very much right now because that that's legitimately funny to me that they tried to make. Yes, that's supposed to be that's the hilarious. same world. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I know it upsets you so much. That is so funny that they tried to make. I can't even say it. Oh God. They went from a dope gothic Batman to highlighted colored people. Oh. And then they were like, you know, what will make this better. Getting Arnold to be Mr. Freeze and paying him $50 million. That's incredible. Do you know how much George Clooney like made for playing Batman? Too much. $1 million. Really? Yeah, he was the lowest paid Batman ever. Wow. He deserved that pay, too. <laughs> he was the lowest paid ca- actor on the movie. That's crazy, because he just wanted to be Batman so bad. I don't know. <laughs> That movie sucks. <laughs> it it's it's something. You know what's funny though? I would rather rewatch that than rewatch The Flash. Really? Because I can laugh at Batman and Robin. Yeah, but you can. There are good scenes in this. Yes, because I can skip to them, but I will not watch that movie in full ever. Okay. It has tainted Ben Affleck's Batman for me. 
man, you really hated this movie. I, I genuinely, I, th- I, I, my score is lowering as we speak. Yeah. God. The scenes with his mom were good, though. They were. And Sasha Kelly's scenes were all very good. I thought she was so good. Yeah. I, I liked watching her just beat up Zod. <laughs> it's kind of mm-hmm. fun. And I liked, just... I thought she had very, her delivery when she finds out that Clark was killed as a baby. I thought it was a really well-delivered scene. Yeah. Like, I felt what she that felt. Was, that was like the one thing that was dark in the movie. Because you yeah. expect him like, oh, he got lost. We don't know where he is. And then he's like, now we fucking killed him as an infant. And you're like, Jesus Christ, man. You're like, Zod, what oh. the hell, man? <laughs> it's a <Yeah>. child. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I bet you this movie makes five fifty. Five fifty. It's not a bad guess. I think the it five depends. If, globally, if five fifty. Huh? Yeah, it, it officially comes out tomorrow, so we'll see. Well, it doesn't actually officially come out till Friday. But... Oh, right. Yeah, today's Wednesday. But yeah, we'll see. I I think it depends on how. It'll be a good gauge of how much it's going to make because you can have it get like a great opening weekend and then have a harsh fall off. I think yeah, from opening weekend, we'll see like how the reviews go once there's more audience reviews. Whether I it bet you up or down. I bet you this makes 120 opening weekend. Oh, it's going to it's going to kill opening weekend. That's not a good opening weekend. It's not a bad opening weekend. Yeah, but not for a movie that's 300. Four hundred million dollar budget. I mean, it's still pretty good. A hundred something mil. If yeah. you put three hundred mil in, how much did how much did Avatar two make opening weekend? Avatar uh, two opening weekend. 134. Okay, no, 120 is a lot too much. Way too much. Yeah. Actually, it might do 120 opening weekend and then has like a 70% drop off. Because this movie doesn't have legs like Top Gun Maverick or Avatar 2 or Wakanda Forever. No, I don't think so. This will be Ant-Man, Quantumania of the DC. Kills yeah, opening that. weekend. Nothing the rest of it. Like I would, re- I really do think Transformers is gonna have make more money than this will. Yeah. So, Quantum Mania made a hundred five mil opening weekend, and then it had a sixty nine percent drop. Second biggest weekend drop in franchise history. What was the big? Uh, it's probably Doctor Thor. Strange was the biggest, I think. Oh, Thor. The, yeah, Thor may have been. Yeah, but yeah. yeah this well, makes a hundred mil opening weekend. That's that's pretty big. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I thought of a higher number. Um, is there anything you want to add? I mean, yeah, movies just—it's not terrible. It's just disappointing. I think you can still go and watch it and find some enjoyment, but at the same time, it's just not—it's not what everyone said it was. I don't know what Stephen King and Tom Cruise were thinking. I don't know what they were smoking when they watched this movie, but it, it must have been some incredible shit. I would because... love to have some of that. Oh, my God, dude. 
yeah I, I don't know the the early reviews for this movie are super super misleading so don't go into it listening to those and expecting those because you're going to be very disappointed go just, in with no expectations <clears throat> yeah none whatsoever just go in turn your brain off for a little bit and watch people go very fast and then watch batman for a little bit and then see nick cage as superman and lose your mind and then you'll have a great time yeah so um yeah ryan what is your recommendation of the week i'm gonna recommend um shit i had it i just started watching it i already forget the name um i think you should leave on netflix oh yeah it's funny funny i just started doing that i've watched like the first couple episodes it's pretty funny it is very funny uh, I'm going to recommend Zack Snyder's Justice League. I think it does The Flash better than any other movie that we've gotten with him so far. So, Or Eternals. Yeah, the live action. Live action. And I think the Eternals does Speedster better than they did. So I agree. Either check out the Eternals on Disney Plus or Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is on Max, to stream now. So, yeah. Max this is so the pop- cool. This is this is the Bobcorn Podcast. Make sure to check us out everywhere you find podcasts, including YouTube. Check out our clips on TikTok. Uh, that's really all I have to say. We will be back. What's what's the date? Actually, I will not be back. Well, next week's episode will probably come out a little bit later because I will be in Universal from this upcoming Sunday until Thursday. Oh, so yeah. Might be a little behind schedule, but I don't know what we're reviewing next. I do know in two weeks we'll be re- reviewing indiana jones and the dial of destiny ryan of course you get the last words so Um, send us off in the sunset oh you know what i i didn't i I should have said this for my recommendation recommendation of the week go see the machine in theaters for a crasher because ryan's gonna do a film spotlight (laughs) i'm thinking about it i don't know what to say i can't i don't know (laughs) if i can talk to myself for 10 minutes i think it's gonna be like you ever had to record something for school and you record a second? You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, it's terrible. <laughs> no. It's going to be that. Oh, my God, dude. I've done it so many times. I've had like three assignments where it's like make a podcast. And I'm like, oh, I'm great at this. And then I record for five seconds. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I got I to gotta burn this computer. <laughs> it's bad. Well, everyone, that, that was Ryan giving you insight into his personal life. Talking to yourself sucks. Thanks to thank you, Past Tommy, for that amazing intro. But before we get going, guys, we just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. From the time I was 22, which I am now, to the time I was 10, I've changed a lot. I used to be a very friendly, outgoing person. Even Ryan can vouch for this now. I'm not as friendly to some people, but I'm still a little, still need to change some things, and that's why I went to therapy to learn why I acted the way I did and why I changed over time. But therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we did, like I would, until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on the journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash PopcornPod today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that is BetterHelp, 
H E L P dot com slash popcorn pod. P O P C O R N pod. Again, thank you guys and thank BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. And thank you guys for still t- tuning in every week and listening to whatever me and Ryan have to say. And we will see you all next week.